Well, football fanatics, uh, Big D, we're here, but we're not talking NFL today. We're talking the World Cup on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in my special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. Content got a lot on it and more coming. Also, check out the Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, joining us to talk a uh, World Cup knocking around from Pittsburgh is my friend Nick Henny. And Nick, uh, <laughs> I can't believe it's the knocking around the World Cup. It seems like the tournament just started, what, two weeks ago, right? I know. It's kind of crazy to think about it. And thank you. I appreciate you having me on. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think how fast the tournament is flying by. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm certainly ready for it to keep going. Yeah, and uh, just think knocking around is going to be starting them all. Uh, one team in particular in this country will be watching, but um, they're all, I mean, they're all four big countries uh, Belgium, Germany, Denmark, and Uruguay not advancing. Uh, which one surprised you the most? Man, I was really surprised by Denmark's performance. I think, I mean, I was really high on them to win, not only go far, but win the World Cup. And I think last year I bet them at 70 to 1 to win the tournament after their inspiring European Championship performance. And maybe maybe we can attribute that to a little bit of the Christian Eriksen magic. But, I mean, man, like I had bet them every which way. Bet them to win the group over France. Bet them against Tunisia. Bet them against Australia. So, They've cost me a lot of money this tournament, but um, I would say, yeah, they, they've definitely surprised me the most. I, I actually had a Germany not to advance ticket, so that that didn't surprise me a little as, as much as the other three did. But, you know, yeah, it's been it's been totally crazy, as you mentioned. I mean, I wouldn't say Denmark would have been my favorite pick because, I mean, any group of France is some, but the fact that Denmark reached the last European semifinal and now added Christian Eriksen, you'd think Denmark would have done better, but maybe Denmark was so inspired after Eriksen's moment in Copenhagen a year and a half ago that maybe Denmark just didn't find that extra gear. I mean, Belgium's Belgium's Best chance to win a World Cup was 2018. I mean, that team looked old. I mean, Aaron Hazel looks like he's 5% of the player he was for Chelsea. Lukaku can't get fit. Uh, Uruguay, well, I thought Uruguay would have been better. I mean, of course, maybe giving away the uh, penalty against Portugal didn't help, but um, we know. But Germany surprised me the most. I know Germany didn't perform well in Russia and didn't really look much better at the last years. But uh, Hansi Fleck coming in, I thought Germany would have been better. Now, the, some of the managerial issues didn't work out, like whether or not Germany should have been playing Thomas Müller when he's not a, when he's not in traditional number nine for Bayern Munich, and yet is that number nine for Germany? And then also, like, who's going to play left back? Who's going to play right back? Like, it just never seemed like Germany meshed together like I thought they would. You there? Yeah, I'm here. 
it just seemed like Germany befuddled me. I mean, maybe I thought more in Germany than other people, but. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely talent there, so it, it is shocking. But, you know, Spain and Japan, as we saw in that first game, Japan really proved to be a bad matchup for them. And I think that was what a lot of people anticipated. And I know a lot of me, me included, my colleagues, we all really liked Japan coming into the tournament. So I think it was just a function of the bad draw for Germany. I think if they're in any other group, they'll probably have better fortunes. But I don't know. Like, it's it's tough to pinpoint. But definitely some surprises and some questions that have to be answered for these big teams. Yeah, and then, uh, and then of course, Germany sucks in the next year, so they've got to figure it out. Otherwise, it might be an embarrassment in uh, Deutschland. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, the U.S. and Holland will start the around the 16, the ball, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, simple. Can the U.S. beat the Netherlands? That is, I think that is the question on everybody's minds, Dylan. And I would say for myself, I, I would categorize it as there's a cautious optimism here. I, I think if you look back at the U.S.'s group stage, the match you're going to pinpoint and see, say like, hey, this is going to look really similar is what they did against England, which, as we know, ultimately a nil-nil draw. And I've been really impressed with the United States defense. And I think it, it sets up as a really good kind of sell-high spot on the, the Dutch attack because they've really yet to face a defense that's on this level. I mean, Senegal in, in the first group game for them was the closest comparison for me. But, I mean, up until the like last 10 minutes, they were really doing nothing. To, to challenge that uh, Senegalese back line. So I think the lower scoring the game is, the more it benefits the United States. I personally am invested in a Netherlands to win the tournament ticket. So I won't be betting the side or the two advanced markets, but I think absolutely there's a chance the U.S. can pull off an upset. And just, I try not to bet into the narratives too much, but this side is playing with a real confidence that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. And I think that the Netherlands, look, they have they have their flaws, and I don't know if they're going to be able to create much against a really good United States defense. So I absolutely think the U.S. has a chance. They're not going to get blown out, I'll tell you that much. But whether they go through, to be determined. I, I think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But if they, if they want to go through, their offense really needs to improve at a, in a hurry because – other than that performance against Iran last time out, it, it's been really uninspiring for them. Yeah, I mean, be honest. I wish the Americans would play Rain more than nine minutes in the in the group stage. I think he'll play a lot more because the Americans are going to need him the more, whether they're ahead or behind. behind. But um, what scares me about the Dutch? Is Frankie De Jong because the U.S. hasn't seen anybody like him. I mean, yeah, we know what England's midfield can bring. We know what Welch midfield and then Iran's midfield. Frank De Jong scares me because he can pick a pass like few others in world, world football. And then what Yapo and uh, Dupai can do, if De Jong laces one in his boot, the U.S. is going to be in trouble. I don't care who, I don't care how well uh, Tim Ream, Walker Zimmer, Cameron Carter, Vickers play. Dion could, 
there might there might not be much you can do on those paths, but and then of course Robert Van Dyke in the back, but I've been hearing some stories that there's a flu bug going around the Dutch. Camp. Yeah, that that might be impacting De Jong. So that that I would definitely, if you're planning to have a bet on this game, definitely wait until the lineups come out because it, there's a lot of unknowns with this Dutch team, and I think. The one thing I'll say in response to Gakpo is this, the Dutch's strength is going to be mitigated by the United States strength. Like the U S midfield can do a very good job against Cody Gakpo and even Memphis Depay. I mean, this back line has, I'll be honest. I had my skepticisms about them coming into the tournament. They have, they have put those to bed and have really impressed me. So I think if you see that midfield trio of Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, really shut down Gakpo, we haven't really seen much creation outside of him from the Dutch team. So if that happens, that suddenly means it could be a goal either way that decides this game, and hopefully the U.S. can bag one and and move on to the next round. Um, You know, there's always a surprise seemingly at a World Cup, European Championships, the Copa America making a deep run – which nobody saw. Uh, which team do you think could make a deep run, a la Denmark in the 2020 Euros, Croatia at the 28th at the last World Cup, or potentially, potentially make a deep run here? Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of this Japan team. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, the fact that they were get, able to get out of the group that included Spain and Germany is, I mean, that should be commended in itself, but... I don't think they're done yet. I mean, I give them a really good chance against Croatia, which in my opinion is just kind of a worse version of those Spain and Germany sides. And I think they're a really good bet to get through. Now, the likely opponent from there, Brazil. So, like, is that the end of the road for them? I don't know. Like, they can definitely give the Brazilians a challenge. It's just that defense is a little bit better than Spain and Germany's are. So it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to see if we get that matchup, how Croatia, excuse me, how Japan handles Brazil, because it's going to be very similar, right? Brazil's going to dominate the ball. They're going to have all the possession. But if you make a mistake in the midfield, this Japanese attack has shown you time and time again that they can put the ball in the back of your net in a very short amount of time. So I'm really high on this Japanese side going through the rest of the tournament. And I think they're a really good bet to get through this round. Beyond that, only time will tell. You know, you know, despite a tough round of sixteen game, I would like, I like, I like Senegal's team. I just would like them more. Sadio Mane. (laughs) I was just about to say, if you if you give me if you give me Sadio Mane at full health, they could give this England team a challenge. But I don't know. The England is. It's really like they're really good. And I, if Senegal becomes a one dimensional team and is just trying to defend their way to the next round, that's going to be really hard against an England attack that has looked really good so far. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm rooting for Senegal, but I don't know. That, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky path. Maybe if maybe if Gareth Southgate doesn't play Phil Foden on Sunday, that might help. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, he has so many other good options. So it's even if he doesn't play Phil Foden, it's not like he's rolling out a uh, C level talent there. Yeah, you go. Yeah, 
don't play Phil Foden. You can play Raheem Sterling, Malkins, Rafford, and me, Bakayo Saka. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Super Souls galore in the round of 16. Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, maybe Neymar. I mean, which guy, which guy, I mean, we don't know whether or not Neymar will be ready for Brazil, but which guy do you think faces the most pressure in the round of 16? I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting way to phrase it. I think the natural answer is is messy, right? Because like I think this Argentina is a step above Portugal, maybe, and it, it's likely the last World Cup we'll see both Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo at. I think if you pulled, if you gave the Portuguese fans truth serum and pulled them as to whether they think the side could win the World Cup, I think the consensus would be no. I think if you gave true serum to Argentina's fans and asked them the same question, it would be a completely different answer. So I think there's a pressure there. But And again, I wonder how his injury will impact this. But Neymar, I mean, Brazil was prohibitive favorites to win this tournament coming in. So I don't, like, the, does the injury soften the expectations of him a little bit? Maybe, but this Brazil, this Brazil team, they're favorites for a reason. So... I think that there's a lot of pressure on them to do well. And I think especially, you know, soccer fans are savvy in general. And I think they know now that the path is much easier than it could have been had Spain been on that side of the bracket. So the path for them to get to the final is pretty clear. So anything short of reaching the the final game, I think is a failure for Brazil. So I think that there's a lot of pressure on Neymar to really come back and have an impact right away. I think it's got to be Mbappe because based on how France went on the last years, I mean, everybody think, I mean, most, I would argue Mbappe is probably the best player in the world right now, but guess what the best players in the world have to do at the, at the World Cup show up. Mm-hmm. He, exactly. he, did, he did pretty well in the group stage. I mean, I think he's still scoring against Denmark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I look at this franchise and think, I mean, nobody's repeated seemingly in forever, but this franchise, despite missing several key guys, Mbappe's there. If he's there, France, the Le Blues could, could beat anyone. Anyone. I think so, too. The The one worry with France here is their injury concerns. I mean, it hasn't been noticeable up until this point because the level of competition hasn't been very good. But there, when they that midfield is going to get exposed when they have to play the better teams, and the question becomes, can their attack keep up? So to that point, I agree with you about Mbappe. But I mean, we're not going to see it this round because Poland's defense is crap. But what happens when they go against England in the next round? That's their likely opponent, assuming you know, all the odds hold and the teams advance that we expect to advance. But that becomes a very interesting game. And I think that the French French attack is really going to have to carry the team in that game because their defense is no match for England's attack right now. Uh, we mentioned players under the most pressure. Which manager do you think is under the most pressure? I think, I mean, we just talked about it a lot, and I think it's a function of the country he manages it in, but Gareth Southgate. I mean, like, this team, 
Uh, I think English media is starting to get frustrated with him and starting to ask the questions. And, you know, there are always people who are going to be angling for the England job. As much uh, as much as everyone will deny it in public, it's really like a coveted job. And I think the path for England right now is a lot easier than it looked a week ago to get to the final. So and to ultimately win the World Cup because that nation expects nothing less. They don't care if you get to the final. They want you to win. And I think after the heartbreak of last year's European Championships when they lose on penalty kicks, and now they're in a pretty easy part of the bracket. I mean, as I just mentioned, I would personally have them going through against France. And then from there, it's probably Spain or Portugal. So, I mean, those are both difficult matchups, but... I mean, that this country will expect England to get to that point so of at least the semis. So I think Gareth Southgate's under a lot of pressure, and I think rightfully so because they've looked really good so far, and there's no reason for them not to make it to the semifinals at least. So if they get upset by Senegal, it, it could bring some jeopardy to Gareth Southgate's job pretty immediately, I would say. You're saying it could be Iceland 2016 all over again? I don't know about that. I mean, eh, it's tough, but never say never in these single elimination tournaments. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would concur with Southgate. Plus, we've seen at the last World Cup and the last year was where the three lines were in difficult spots and he waited too long before making changes. You know, he's... He likes certain guys. He trusts certain guys. I mean, the fact that he wouldn't play Phil Foden in the against the U.S. surprised me. But you know, maybe he'll be more free with this team because I think England, I think England town-wise, team-wise can actually win the World Cup. Will the manager let them win the World Cup? We'll have to see. Oh, literally right when we were right when we were recording, a Cameroon just uh beat just uh beat Brazil one 0 So uh, now now everybody in us in a Brazilian softball will go bananas. Like like why did we lose to Cameroon? Well, it's fine. They put out a B squad for that game, so it's all thinking, it's all fine. I was thinking C plus squad. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's a better comparison. Uh, do you have any uh, bets for the uh, knockout rounds? I do. I have quite a few already. I mean, I really like under two goals in um, Netherlands versus United States. I think those defenses shine, and I think it's a really low-scoring game. I'd even have a sprinkle on under a half a goal. At, I think plus 700 was the last price I saw it available. I think nil-nil is a, is a real logical scoreline for the, for the first 90 minutes. Um, I really like the over two and a half goals in Spain in excuse me, France, Poland. And I really am a huge fan of, you know, I'm gonna go down with the ship with this Japanese side and like I'll bet Japan and because I just think they're they're a good story and this matchup sets up very very favorably for them. So I think I saw plus one fifty to advance. I'll absolutely be taking a shot on that. Plus, seemingly, I mean, Asian and African sides are doing are doing better than I remember because there are three Asian sides with Japan, Australia, and and Korea now in the round of sixteen. Exactly. 
Although it's weird to call Australia Asia because Australia should be it's technically it's the Asian Pacific Confederation, so they, they they do get included on that that latter uh, part. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If Australia beat Argentina, Argentina, the more you call them whatever national, whatever region they hold, right? Yeah. Uh, so in the end. 16 days from now, who will be lifting the World Cup trophy? I'm going to say, I mean, that's an interesting question because I think the betting market is different than who I think is going to win the World Cup. I've seen nothing from Brazil that leads me astray of them winning this tournament. I mean, assuming Neymar comes back at full health, this team got a lot of players arrested in this, you know, last game. That's going to help them in the long run. And I think Spain was going to be that big tripwire awaiting them. I still think Japan can give them some trouble, but we'll have to see. So, I I mean, right now I think Brazil wins the tournament, barring some complete surprise. If it's aside from the other side of the bracket, I really like the Spain team. I think they've got a gift by actually finishing second in that group and going through on what is perceived to be the easier side of the draw. And I think they're definitely capable of making a deep run, getting past that England side, reaching a final, and giving Brazil a real challenge. I was just thinking, how about a final four? I mean, from a neutral standpoint, a final four of Lina Messi and Argentina, Neymar, Brazil, France, or England, Portugal, and Spain. Not bad, yeah. right? No, definitely not bad. But as you mentioned, there there could be a surprise or two in there. So I think, honestly, I think as likely as Brazil is to win the World Cup, they're, they're simultaneously as likely to be the shock upset of the tournament, just given the, gravi- the gravitas of that game against Japan. Like, And it sets up, it's going to look very similar to that, to those Japan-Spain and Japan-Germany games. Like, they could easily give Brazil all they could handle and just defend their way into the semifinals. So don't be surprised if Brazil either makes it all the way to the final and wins or is maybe out in the quarterfinals. So, but we'll have to wait and see how that, how that plays out over the rest of the tournament. I mean, Brazil, get this. Brazil's been out in the quarterfinals in three of the last four World Cups. And the one time they made it in the semis, oh wait, Germany beat them 7-1. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. And yet I'm still, and yet I still think Brazil wins. Ultimately, 20, 20 years feels like twenty decades in Brazil. I don't think they. I don't think that. I don't think Brazil would know what to do if Neymar doesn't win a major trophy for them, right? Exactly. Yeah, they, it's far too important for them, and they. This is the best version of this squad right now. And and then watch Japan beat them on Monday and wall one. <laughs> oh, well, you can say you heard it here first, but <laughs> yeah, blame blame us if Japan beat Brazil, right? Exactly. All right, Nick. Thanks for hopping on. We wish you bets well, and uh, hopefully the uh, knockout rounds are as exciting as uh, the last couple of days have been because uh, drama goals. Controversy, craziness. What else could you want? Exactly. Appreciate you having me on. Happy to do it.